This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. This Friday evening, a little late happy hour with JJ, John Zestremski. We're right here on the fan and to help us break down all the ins and outs of the divisional weekend. We welcome him from Sports Grid the morning after. He's been with us every step of the way throughout this football season. My dude, Jared Smith. What's up, Smitty? How we doing? JJ, divisional weekend. It's my favorite weekend. It's the big boys are out. And I'll be honest, we have four games this weekend. They're totally... All four of them have their own personality and charisma to them, and this is where this is where the metal meets the road. Because after this, it gets really tight uh, down the road to the Super Bowl. Jared, well said. And let's start here. I think these lines in general are so sharp and are so spot on, um, every which way. I mean, you could probably make a compelling case for every single one of these eight teams to go and cover the number. And that's when you know you got yourself a real good divisional weekend. No doubt about it. And, and there's something good. All of these teams have either won a playoff game or they've done enough to put themselves in a position to be the best team in their respective conferences. So all of these teams have redeeming qualities. Now, the questions when you get to this weekend, unlike prior weekends and definitely unlike the regular season, especially early parts of the regular season, it's finding where those strengths and weaknesses kind of match up. Now, obviously, the line value and, and the reverse sharp movement that we tend to talk about early on in the season, I think that does fade away a little bit in this round. I, I think the lines, as you say, are pretty spot on. They don't move a whole lot, so there's really not a lot of movement to track. Uh, you get little secrets you know, uh, throughout the course of the week, especially early in the week. But at this point, the lines are pretty much what they're going to be uh, on, on Saturday and Sunday. So I, I think it's all about dissecting the matchups and trying to figure out who has an edge and who also is playing better at this time. You'd always know you can't take the early parts of the season all the time. You have to wait a little bit, the, the back half of the season. And I think that's one of the, one of the big challenges of this weekend. Smitty, let's start with the Rams and the Packers line opened at seven total opened at 47. Now it's down to six and a half and at 45 and a half. So we talk about that sort of contrarian action is the contrarian action, in your opinion, Rams in the under? Yeah, this is the one game where we did get a little bit of indication of some sharp movement because the Packers are absolutely the biggest public side of the week, getting over 80% uh, of the handle. In fact, they're really the only uh, side that's really getting more than 55 60%. These are, the other three games are, are, are relatively split. Uh, but this game, obviously, very one-sided. You, you have the questions with Jared Goff at quarterback. But despite that, 
the the line did move towards the Rams very early in the week off of seven. And, and that is that reverse line movement that we like to find. So then we look a little bit deeper. But when you do look a little bit deeper, it, this game can really go one of two ways. If, if the Rams are able to cover this spread, it's because Cam Akers is able to continue to run the football. We know the Packers have had problems stopping to run this season. But lately, they've been playing better defensively. And I think the issue for the Rams is if Green Bay can do what they've done all year, which is get off to great starts. They're the best first half scoring team in the NFL. Then you put Jared Goff on the back foot, and then Cam Akers becomes less of a factor, and I think that's where the Rams get into some problems. So I, I definitely think this is Green Bay's game to win. I think this is Aaron Rodgers' turn to host his first NFC Championship game. But again, the line is sharp for a reason. It's probably spot on. I think teasing Green Bay really uh, is the right way to play it. Baltimore and Buffalo to me, Smitty, is my favorite game of these four. I can't wait to watch this game. Josh Allen, the way he's played all year. The Ravens and the way they responded after the COVID stuff. Jackson finally answering the bell in a postseason game. Baltimore played Buffalo last year. Do you put any stock in that game or is it two completely different teams at this point? Yeah, no, I, and I, I'm honestly, I think the first half of the season, two completely different teams. And, uh, you know, Buffalo's been playing hot. And, and you know, I, I, I sent you the text earlier. I said, I think the winner of this game is going to win the Super Bowl. And, and I, I still think there's a That's a bold there. take right there, the Smitty, especially with you. Green Bay and with Kansas City there. That's bold. I, 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 well, here's the thing. I, I think these two teams, if I had to classify the games in the NFL this weekend, I think this is the game with the two teams playing the best at this time, current moment. I think Kansas City's best football was early in the season. Obviously, Tampa Bay and New Orleans is going to be a, probably the closest game of the weekend. Green Bay, it's one-sided. Kansas City is probably pretty one-sided, too. I, I think this game, the, the two teams are playing the best of anyone else in the NFL. Baltimore's running game really scares me here. And, and what scares me here is, is Buffalo unable to control the clock against Indy last week. The Colts chewed up over 34 minutes of possession. They kept Josh Allen off the field. They really kept Josh Allen at bay for a decent part of that game. Just a couple of fluky uh, Frank Reich things at the end of that half and at the beginning of the third quarter that made that game kind of tilt back to Buffalo. And then they seized the momentum and they took control. But Baltimore has the ability to move the football in ways that Buffalo hasn't really seen a lot of this year. And when they have seen these dual threat QBs, they haven't done well. They've scored, they've given up seven touchdowns and over five yards per scramble to dual threat QBs this year. So I think Lamar Jackson's going to have a lot of success in this game. I think the Ravens offense is going to have a lot of success. The question is, how does Baltimore and that defense, which has played pretty well, match up with Buffalo's offense? I, I give the slight advantage to John Harbaugh in this spot. He's been really good on the road in the postseason. Uh, it, so I, I think that's the edge for me, and you're giving me points in this spot. So I think I've got to take points with the better coach. And I think the team that is a little bit more consistent right now with the running game uh, on the road. So I, I lean Baltimore in this game. It's not my favorite spot of the league. I think teasing the Ravens is even better through three and seven. But I, I give the edge to Baltimore in this game. We got our dude, Jared Smith. Check him out morning after Sports Grid joins us each and every football Friday right here on The Fan. All right, you got Cleveland and Kansas City. Kansas City hasn't played a game of significance going all the way back to week 16. The Browns, listen, they played inspired football last week. No coach, no corners. But here's my fear in this game, Jared. They played the hated rival, the Pittsburgh Steelers. They detest the Steelers. They're dancing in the locker room. They're mocking Juju Smith-Schuster. Is there a fear with Cleveland this week that it might have been their Super Bowl in taking down the Pittsburgh Steelers, and now they got to take on the Chiefs? rested everyone's saying they're vulnerable they're beatable like 
To me, there are a lot of ingredients in this game that are pointing me away from the Cleveland Browns. I'm curious if you get that sense. I mean, I, I think that makes sense. Here's the issue that, that I had. They just haven't covered a spread in forever. And this is one of the biggest spreads that they've probably faced, you know, since maybe they faced the Jets early in the season. Um, so, you know, they, they, they're a team that I think has the ability to turn it on. But, again, I, I, the, the one concern, and, again, I'm making some cases for the Browns here because I think the Browns are probably the sharper side this week. I don't think this line closes a 10. I think this line closes, uh, you know, 9.5, nine, maybe even 8.5 uh, because I do think you are going to see some Browns money just, just because of the, the, the rust factor uh, involved in this game. And the Chiefs' defense is what scares me. You know, ranked 31st in efficiency against the run this year. Uh, and, you know, I, I feel like, Cleveland, yes, of course, it was their Super Bowl last week. But don't you think they'd like to still go to the Super Bowl? I mean, so I, I think they're. I think Cleveland's going to be up for this game. I don't think there's going to be a letdown. Now, maybe Kansas City outschemes them, and if that's the case, then yeah, you're going to be on the back foot for most of this game. But I, I think if Cleveland, Cleveland has a recipe to control the clock and to keep Patrick Holmes off the field. And listen, if, if the Falcons game a couple weeks ago was close, I mean, I, I just I, I feel like I've seen close games where Patrick Mahomes wins it late, and that is kind of where I get the vibe here. I don't think we're going to see a fake punt like we saw in, by Bill O'Brien last year. I hope Kevin Stefanski is, is, is up for this game because I do think the Browns have a recipe to at least keep this one close. And you're giving me 10 in a playoff game, J.J. That's a lot, that's a lot of points to lay in a playoff game. I know it's the Chiefs, but I feel like that's a few points too many for me to lay with Kansas City. Smitty, we got the Bucks. And the Saints, the two future Hall of Famers, the two old geezers at quarterback. How much <laughs> stock are we putting into those two Saint beatdowns that we saw in the regular season? You, you've got to put a little bit into it. I mean, I, I know you're not big on the trends. I think in the playoffs, the trends become a little bit less important. Um, but, it, you know, 14 uh, and 7 straight up in, in the playoffs when teams face each other for a third time and there's a team that's won twice – the team that's won twice is 14 and seven straight up in the third game. Now, this is a very tight spread. You know, the Saints can win by two or one, and, and then you wouldn't cover against the number. But, uh, you know, I, I think what are the odds of that? Uh, it, you know, I, I, think, I think laying three is the safe play in this game because I think when the Bucs have moved up in class, I, I, I really think they've, they've struggled. Uh, you know, they're one and four against teams with a winning record this year. They've done all their winning against bad teams. And I'm a little concerned about the Saints' offense. I, I feel like they could have done more last week, and they didn't, and they left a little bit on the table. And I think the Bucks defense, you know, I, I, I know Heineke played well last week, but that was a very weird spot, and I think they made enough plays down the stretch to win it. And I, I do like the fact that the Saints uh, are, are getting back Trey Hendrickson this week too on, 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 on defense. So I could see this game trending under. I could see both quarterbacks struggling a little bit, but I give the edge to Drew Brees. I, I really do give the edge to Drew Brees in this spot just because I think they're a little bit more organized right now, and I think their defense is playing a little bit better. So I don't love the spread here. I think the total's a better look, but I, I think the Saints do win this game. Smitty, we've been giving out these teases left and right, and we have limited options now because it's four games, four totals. Two-team tees. What is your favorite combination of two? Side, total, whatever suits your fancy. Yeah, I mean, I, I think there's the one obvious one that stands out on Saturday, and it's both games, so it's nice and convenient. You know, you take the Packers through those key numbers. You know, you, if, if it's still at seven, it's at six and a half in most spots, so you basically get it to a money line. Uh, and then you take the Ravens, and, and if it's three, then that's great. You get it up to nine, but if it's not two and a half, then you really get the extra value there, uh, and you get it through those key numbers of three and seven. And, you know, I, I, I do think that's a, that's a very safe play this week. Again, this weekend, the lines really sharpen up. So, my, you know, if, if you're used to playing every game – 
or if you want to play a bunch of different games, I would recommend narrowing your field as much as possible. Because if you play a million different permutations, odds are you're probably not going to win much money. It's more about isolating one or two spots that you think you have an edge on and really exploiting them. Because the playoffs, the, the lines are sharp, but the games do tend to, to be blowouts in some spots. So it, if you can pick the right spot, uh, you can feel pretty good about yourself. Now, Smitty, when it comes to a side, your favorite side of the four, what would it be? I, I can't. I mean, I can't believe I'm saying it, but I, I do. I have to take the Browns. I, 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 I honestly do. Um, I, it's way too many points in a in a in a game uh, in a playoff game. It's just I, I, especially a team that can run the ball and, and slow the game down, because that's kind of the name of the game. And I think that's exactly what Cleveland's going to try to do. Uh, if they take one on the chin, then they do. But I just, I, I, it's tough for me to lay ten in a play in a playoff game with a team that hasn't shown me that explosion yet. Now, can't now I think Patrick Mahomes probably is going to win this game, but I think it could land between one and seven. So I, I think that's a, I think that's how I would play it. And even teasing Kansas City to sixteen or teasing Cleveland to sixteen, I think is an interesting play as well. If you want to throw that in the teaser, but I, I, I got to take the points with Cleveland here. If I wear it on the chin with Baker. I wear it on the chin, JJ, but I, I'm sticking to my principles. It's been a long year. We're not gonna we're not gonna back out now from the strategy. Jared Smith, check him out Monday to Friday, Sports Grid, the morning after, always kicking ass with our girl Ariel Epstein. Jared, best of luck this week. We will chat next Friday. Enjoy all the football. JJ, let's roll, buddy. Good luck with everyone. There you have it. That's Jared Smith over at Sports Grid. We got a jam-packed final hour. Reaction. DJ LeMay, you back. Corey Cooper in the fold. Jets have a new head coach. And we have the world-famous J.J. After Dark Unlocks of the Week after a 5-1 and one wild card weekend. What does yours truly have in store for an encore? Can I hold off the maestro, Harris Allen? Update time. Here's Bobby Usler. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.